What's up, wrestling fans, training card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan Morning. You can check me out all over social media at Zan Morning. In the hobby and in life, many times the best lessons are learned by just jumping into something, either succeeding or failing. In my opinion, people who are just sitting around and just thinking about things instead of just getting an idea and going for it, it's a complete waste of time. This is exactly what I did when I decided to submit some of my cards to SGC for grading last year, that being 2020. I want to talk about the good, the bad, and maybe what you, the listener, can take away from my experience. But before we get into that, just some reminders of a few ways you can help support my content. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, share it all over social media, share it with a friend, share it with family, share it with wrestling fans or sports cards fans. Make sure you leave me a review, let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to see improved. Make sure to check out my YouTube channel of the same name, Wrestling With Cards, for more great wrestling card content in video form. A lot of stuff you get there, you're not going to get here. Another wrestling card podcast that I'm a part of, Worlds Collide, myself and Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com. We get together to talk about all things wrestling cards. And don't forget, there are other links below in the show notes of this podcast featuring my Patreon page where you can help support the show through a monetary perspective and kind of shift the way the content goes. There's links to my Spotify if you'd like to check out some cool music. And there's links if you want to buy me a coffee. I appreciate it. So last year I decided to submit some cards to SGC. Now there were a few reasons behind this. Uh, Why did I choose SGC? First reason being, I love the slabs. The black and white, aka tuxedo look, is really great in my opinion. I know a lot of people think it's boring. I love it. I think the look to this day sets SGC apart from all other grading companies. That includes the new ones, HGA, Pure Graded X, Revolution. They're throwing color all over the place. That black and white tuxedo look is fantastic. I also went with SGC because they didn't have a subscription service to get a cheaper price like PSA had with their bulk and value, etc. Another reason I didn't want to do a PSA subscription is because, at the time, I really wasn't sure that I was going to be grading a ton of cards. At the time, the only other consideration was BGS. But I had heard so many negative things about their submission process and their lack of customer service. And honestly, if you look at things now, not much has changed, apparently, from what I've seen. So SGC was it. I picked out my cards, and I sent them off. And I couldn't have picked a worse time to send them off. This was right at that time in 2020 when everybody started flooding grading companies covid pandemic had just hit kicked off everything and things were a mess but what i can say is i had great transparent customer service from sgc on the delays i think it took about double the time that they advertised which when you look at psa's return time now that looks really good but at the time they said they could get them back to people they didn't However, they were transparent about that. I can also say that I thought my grades were fair with SGC. In fact, there was a few of these cards that I was pleasantly surprised with. If you're interested, you can watch my full submission reveal and further details on those cards on my YouTube channel. As I said earlier in the show, Wrestling With Cards, head over there and please subscribe. Link in the show notes if you need it. I mentioned I love the slabs, and I love them even more once they were in hand. Great quality, great aesthetic in my opinion. So most of my experience was good. So what exactly was bad? Well, 
As I started trying to list some of these cards uh, that I wasn't planning on keeping, I noticed that they weren't really getting as much attention. I had some decent cards. I had a Randy Orton rookie card. I had a Cody Rhodes rookie card. Some 82-83 All-Stars, which I still have listed on an eBay store. And if you're interested in those, again, link in the show notes. Now, granted, the grades varied from low to high, and I wasn't expecting them to sell anywhere near the ballpark of PSA or BGS. But I was getting offers for some as low as a fourth of the value of PSA or BGS, of the same cards of the same grades. Eventually, I was able to sell some of these, still make a profit, but again, not close to PSA or BGS versions of those same cards in those same grades. So I stopped, and I wondered, what did I miss here? And I have a few takeaways overall from my experience, and I just want to kind of talk out loud here, so apologies if I'm skipping around a little bit, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. I'm not necessarily talking about my direct experience with SGC, but what choosing SGC instead of choosing other brands taught me about grading and about economics. I've learned that choosing alternatives just because they are cheaper or available isn't always the greatest idea. Sure, at times it can be, and may pay off in the short term, and that's the risk I was willing to take. But this can also be applied to the hobby as a whole. Whether it's soccer cards, whether it's F1 cards, Justin Bieber and Drake rookie cards, whatever the flavor of the month is that the influencers are telling you that you need to buy. Just because influencers are telling you these things, and they're the next big things, doesn't mean it's true. In fact, in most cases, if they're telling you, this is what you need to buy, this is the next big thing, chances are you're probably already too late to that party. Now maybe if you aren't a fan and you're just looking to flip the flavor of the month cards within the hobby, sure, that can work, again, short term. But you can also take a beating in losses if you're caught holding the bag with these too long. But I guess that's the risk you have to take if you want to play the game. But back to the grading topic as a whole. I've seen a ton of people lately and a ton of grading companies lately getting a lot of different feedback. We've got SGC, of course. They lowered their prices again. People are getting their turnaround times very fast with them. We've got HGA. We've got GMA. Pure Graded X. Revolution Grading. CSG. I'm sure I'm missing something. I just have to wonder what people are thinking by using these other grading companies. Regardless of what myself or you, the listeners, think, the masses in the hobby have spoken. And it's clear. PSA is king when it comes to the grading and the value perspective in the card market. So why would anyone want to bother with these other grading companies? Well, there are a few reasons that I could think of of why people would want to do that. The first reason being PC cards. Personal collection cards, player collection cards. I see PC meaning a lot of different things for different people, so that's what that pretty much means if you're unfamiliar. Outside of set collectors, many people prefer their cards in the slabs. They're a great way to protect and encapsulate the cards, great way to display them, and provide authentication. So I feel like most people sending in PC cards to companies not named PSA or BGS, and maybe even BGS would be included in this category at this point, They don't care about the brand as much. They don't plan to sell the card anytime soon, if ever. And maybe they like the flashy customizations that some of these grading companies are offering with their labels and their slabs. I've seen a lot of people criticize PSA for their label, even though they've kind of kept the standard true from their existence, only changing some designs, some security features. Meanwhile, a lot of the newer people in the hobby seem to like a lot of the flashy, shiny, chromium finishes and customizations of these labels. I've got to say, personally, I think PSA has some of the most boring slabs and presentations in the hobby. But at the time of recording, again, nobody can deny the value 
of these slabs of these labels, even though it's boring. I think people also still grade with other companies looking to make some profit margins. People caught on to the method of buying wax, ripping wax, submitting for grading, and then 5xing your money on the initial investment. Even though PSA and BGS seem to carry the most value, I think there are still profit margins to be made with these other companies. Now, it might not be 5x, 10x, 20x, like everybody's used to, but if you can still double your money or make, you know, 50%, 30% margins on that card, that adds up over time. So you just have to do the math and consider, is it worth your time? Is it worth your money to use some of these other grading companies just to flip? Or if you're perfectly okay getting stuck with them, if this method doesn't work and you're just holding these cards that you don't necessarily want. But logic states that if the two big companies aren't taking in submissions or they are raising their prices beyond what people are willing to pay, a third option has to separate themselves from the pack, right? It's possible. I would love to see a third option. I would love to see a viable fourth option. I think the hobby needs it. But the question then becomes, what is that? Even though they've been around for a while, a year ago, we thought that SGC might be taking that market share. But then the hype fizzled out because they couldn't deliver on their promise. Secondary prices on these slabs still are lagging behind, as I said. We've got CSG, who has a great reputation behind them in coins, comics, and magazines. But many people hate their slabs. They hate the label designs. On the flip side, you've got HGA, Pure Grade X Revolution, like I stated, offering the flashy colors customized labels. So I know I bounced around on some topics here, but just a few thoughts as I wrap up this episode. My overall experience with SGC was good, and the cards that I kept for my PC out of the submission I am more than happy with. Again, I love the SGC slabs, but this whole process taught me that, again, just because there's another option doesn't always necessarily mean it's a good option or the best. And that's kind of where I am right now with these grading companies. I think each of them have something to offer and something that appeals to people within the hobby, but it's just hard to determine what to do with the majority of my cards right now. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Reach out to me on social media. Let me know what you think. Speaking of social media, all the links to my social platforms are in the show notes below. Also, please share this show on social platforms with anybody you can, whether they're a wrestling fan, sports card fan. And if you dig today's episode, please subscribe. Please leave me a review. Let me know what I need to improve on. Let me know what you like, don't like, etc. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting my content on both here, YouTube, social media, everything. Greatly appreciated that you care what I have to say. Keep buying wrestling cards. Most importantly, keep having fun. Until next time, see ya.